Hello there. Welcome to the SPS Pod. In this episode, we're going to discuss how you can save 20 hours a week in your business. And yes, I have helped a business owner do this. I want to share with you the strategies that I've used to help multiple business owners save at least 10 hours a week, allowing you to focus on those high dollar activities or to spend more time with your family and actually get the freedom that running a business is meant to give you. Let's get into it. Welcome to the SPS podcast, the Self-Performance Strategies podcast. Unlocking the secrets to success and unlocking the secrets to self-performance so you can improve mentally, emotionally, and physically. The SPS podcast is brought to you by the Pro Accelerator Program, helping business owners and business leaders save at least 10 working hours a week, improve their focus, and make more money. If that sounds like something you're interested in, check out the show notes and follow the links. But let's now jump in to this episode. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We are on episode 49 of the Self-Performance Strategies podcast. And in this episode, we're swinging for the fences. We're going big. We're going to be talking about saving 20 hours a week in your business. Yes, I'm going to share a personal story about how I became productive in my life. And then I'm going to break down the tips, strategies, and techniques that I've used to help multiple business owners save a bunch of time in their businesses, like I said in the intro. But to start, like we do in all the episodes, I want to frame this conversation with a quote. And the quote comes from Antoine de Saint-Jusprey. And I've probably done that French pronunciation a lot of damage, but let's get into his quote. He said, it's the time you have wasted for your rose that makes your rose so important. Lovely little poetic quote, which basically, in my eyes, means that you only really see how important things are until you've wasted time away from those things. Because you've wasted so much time in your life chasing things, when you get to important things, that's how you see them as so valuable. That's how I interpret this quote. It is a time you've wasted for your rose that makes your rose so important. So in this episode, I want to show you how to stop wasting time so you can actually get to the important things. You can get to your rose in life. Because back in the day, I was not very good at time management. I was not very good at doing the right things. And I drifted through life. Pretty pretty much my first decade of, of my life as an adult. I was lost. I was rudderless. I, I, I was being dragged from thing to thing to thing by life. Not, not a fun way to live. And, you know, I did go to university. I do, did move from Ireland to the north of England to go to that university. And I spent 10 years like living on my own in, in the north of England. But those were events in my life. They were not a coordinated plan to succeed. It took me over four years to actually complete my three-year business degree program because I, I really didn't enjoy second year so much. So I, I had to do it twice. <laughs> and, and I lacked a bit of motivation and I lacked conviction. And I hadn't learned 
that get shit done muscle. I hadn't built, sorry, that get shit done muscle at that age. And then that continued into my mid-20s. You know, I drifted around several retail management jobs. Lucky enough to actually fall into management or there was some drive in me, you know, considering I went to university that I should at least be a manager in places. And in my 20s, I, I fell into the trap of living for the weekend. And I woke up about 28, 29, frustrated and broke. And I had basically got seven or eight years of, of, of retail management experience underneath my belt, which wasn't great, especially after going to university and getting a, a business degree. But I decided to shake things up and go to Canada. Around about 28, 29 year old, I saw an opportunity to move out to Vancouver and I went through the visa application process and I moved there about three months before my 30th birthday. But this proved to be a massive turning point in my life to give me purpose. I wanted to stay in Canada, so to do that, I had to prove myself valuable to an employer to secure a longer visa. So the first time in my life, my focus was narrowed to a specific target. You know, it was, it was very much a back against the wall. You've only got one option here. You've got to get good. Get the right job and get good at that job. That, that was the plan. Very, very succinct. No messing around. This is exactly what you need to do, which I did. Luckily enough, I, I found a job. It, it was a not a great job, but it was a retail management job, you know, similar to what I've been doing before. Uh, and getting that job allowed me to go through the application for the visa to, to stay in, in uh, Canada. And I became one of the top managers in the region for that store, which was great because I, the store actually was closing down at the time. I'm not going to get too deep into that that story. But the lessons from that time stuck with me. During that time period of about a year, year and a half, two years, when I was getting that visa to stay in Canada, the lesson stuck stuck with me. The equation of targets plus effort, it, it just resonated with me. You know, if I put effort in on this, I can achieve big things. And, and for me, being able to break a one-year closed student visa, student holiday visa, I think that's what it was. It was a, I think it was a, a young person's work visa or something that was closed for a year but I was able to break it because I got a job and I went through the process so that that was actually quite an achievement you know it's not not everybody has a successful immigration stories you know there's plenty of people who, who try to move to a different country and fail so I took those lessons got to stay in Canada but over the next eight years from 2012 to when I left my corporate job in 2021 I was promoted or moved nine times in eight years across two organizations and then I started my coaching business in 2021 and in 2022 I made enough money to know that my solopreneur journey was viable and scalable and here I am today continuing to be in that journey but those nine moves I think there was like three promotions in there or, or, or wage jumps but there were nine moves in there in that time period that moved me to certain projects that moved me into certain teams that moved me up the ladder and all that came back to the idea of targets, effort, targets, effort. And I discovered the system that allowed me to save a lot of time and allowed me to get shit done. And then I tested that system on people around me. I tested that system through threads, through content on Twitter. I got feedback. I signed my first clients. I took clients through this. I've got clients results. So in the last... 10 years, let's say, since staying in Canada, let's say we're in 2023 when I'm recording this, I, my actual thumbs up, you get the stay in Canada happened in 2012. So it's 11 years ago. But since that time, not only have I produced results in my own life, but I've now got 
a long line of results and testimonials from clients saying that this process works. And I want to share the system with you. And this system is pulled directly from my Pro Accelerator program, my main coaching program. And there are two key parts to it. It's your foundations and your actions. And I want, I want to, I've split this, rather than going through my whole Pro Accelerator program, we haven't got time to do that on this 49th episode of the FPS podcast. So I wanted to make it a little bit more succinct and I wanted to bring it down to two areas, your foundations and your actions. So here we are, let's jump into it. We've gone from my little story about how I was lost and I landed in Canada and then I had to become focused to, to save a job and then that equation stuck with me and then through reading a ton of books and just taking action, I was able to get promoted a bunch of times and now I've helped other clients. So here it is, how to save 20 hours a week in your business without productivity hacks, fancy calendars, or time management. That's right, without time management, fancy calendars, or productivity hacks. Here we go, part one your four foundational steps, okay? So step one to saving 20 hours a week is first of all, define what success is for you. I know that might sound pretty straightforward, but it's not done by everybody. Very, very few people have actually defined success. And I know this because only 95% of people in the world have their goals written down. And only 1% of those people that have their goals written down, so like 1% of all people actually look at their goals regularly and update them. So just that, fact alone means that probably if there's 100 people listening to this podcast, 99 of them will not have regularly updated goals. That's crazy for me to think. So you can't save time if you don't know what you want. It's pretty straightforward. You cannot save time if you don't know what success is for you. If you don't know where you want to be successful, how you want to be successful, what does success look like for you? How do you want to spend your days? Who do you want to work with? And what type of work do you want to do? You need to get specific. If you want to save time in your business, in your life, you need to get specific on this. Especially if you're already running a business, you should be really specific on this. You should be super specific on this. Next, what you want to do is point two of the four foundational steps is get clear on three pillars of your business. Okay? You know, you now know what you want because you answered that in the first question. So you want to build some pillars now to get you there. These are the projects, targets needed to succeed. Narrow these down to three big levers, okay? If you have more than, if you have five, six, seven, eight big levers in your business, you have too many for you to focus on. There needs to be three key levers that you focus on. Maybe four, I'll allow you to stretch the four, but if you're on five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, no, you're not gonna go anywhere, it's too much. They need to be dropped or delegated or, or you're getting way too into the weeds. So these are your areas that, they'll, that you'll pour your energy into and you need three big pillars. Like for me, I've got coaching, content, and lead generation. So that is my three big pillars for my business. I've got my coaching, which is the coaching clients that I have, how I speak to them, the the exercises I do for them, and everything else like that. I have my content, which is my newsletter, my podcast, my Twitter, and then I have my lead generation, which connects back to my content, but it is slightly different. There there are different things you have to do. My marketing's in there, my copywriting's in there, my learning about uh, writing's in there. So there are, are, are different things, but those are my three main pillars for my business. And I have three big pillars for my life, but those are the three big pillars for my business. And we're just talking about business here, so I don't wanna confuse you about your life, but that's just for business. You need to get clear on three pillars. I don't mean to repeat myself, but it's very, very important that you have three clear pillars for your business. Because what you're gonna do next is you're gonna select in the third step of the foundational steps, you're gonna select daily, weekly, monthly milestones for each pillar. 
Okay, so we started off with what you wanted, we moved to three pillars, and now you're selecting targets for each day, week, or month for those areas. These are your goals and your targets. This is what you're gonna fill your week with. This is your high value and high dollar work, which we're gonna to get to in a second. You can only define your actions by completing the first two steps. It's true. Too many business owners start at the step and then wonder why they get lost and frustrated. Yeah, I know lots of business owners that don't go all the way back to the first step of what do they want, who do they wanna work with, how do they wanna work, what do they want success to look like. They do not define success. They don't pick out three pillars, but what they do do is they fill their calendar full of shit. <laughs> Literally full of low value shit because they're like, oh, this is what productivity is telling me to do. I should have a fancy calendar. I should have productivity hacks. I should be using the pompadour technique. I should be getting all this stuff done. No, no, because you haven't actually figured out what you're meant to be doing yet because you haven't actually you know, built your foundations. So build your pillars and then build your milestones. Know what you want, build your pillars, build your milestones. Pretty fucking simple. Excuse the language. The final step in the first part of building your foundations is get clear on your high value and high dollar activities. And you only know how to do those because you completed the first three steps. You cannot, I, I gun to your head right now, if I put a gun to your head, if you don't know what success looks like to you, and if you haven't got your pillars for your business, I can put a gun to your head right now and I can guarantee you, you do not know your high value or high dollar activities. You might be able to pull one or two out of your ass quickly, gun to the head, ah, but you do not know them in and out. You do not know the exact things that make your business money. These are the activities that fuel you and they fuel your business. Without steps one to three completed, you have no idea what these are. You have no idea. You might be making money now, and you probably are. If you're, you're 100% are, if you're listening to this, you're probably making money in, off your, uh, in your main business but you could be getting in the way of you making much, much more. You could be doing way too much work and you could be way more stressed out than you need to be to get the same amount of money coming into your business because you haven't defined the first three parts that I just talked about. So that's the foundations. That's the first part about saving 20 hours a week because I want you to stop wasting hours doing shit you shouldn't be doing. And the first step is to actually build the foundations. Most productivity advice on Twitter, on LinkedIn, most of the young gurus out there, they'll all talk about sorting your calendar right, about Pompadour technique, they'll talk about apps you can use, they'll talk about hiring a VA. All that is absolute bullshit until you've figured out these first parts. Okay, now we're gonna move into the practical actions. This is part two. I'm gonna share with you seven practical actions. Obviously, I'm gonna put all of this in the show notes, so uh, you uh, you can go to Spotify or wherever else you see this uh, on my website as well, stephentimoney.com. You can go to this episode and you'll see this written down, so you can pull this and actually use this as a guide. But let's go through the second part, the seven practical actions. Now we get into the actions that will save you 20 hours a week. These are the actual daily actions. These are the, these, these are the things, this, these are the things, I'm gonna stutter a bit there. <laughs> these are the things that are gonna save you the, the most amount of time. With a few key strategies, you can streamline your business, free up valuable time, so you can focus on what you want and, and spend more time doing the things you wanna do, whether that's adventure, whether that's spending time with your family or both. So number one, my favorite one, cut the dumb shit. Yes, I know, I know I say this a lot, but you're doing dumb shit. <laughs> yes, you are. You are doing a ton of dumb shit, dumb shit. And do you know how I know? Because I can tell you right now, what have you done the last two hours? Take a pen out right now, write down everything you've done the last two hours. Yeah, that's right. You've done a bunch of dumb shit in the last two hours, haven't you? Yeah. <laughs> I know I have. 
before recording this. I joke, I joke. But yes, doing last dumb shit is how you make progress in life. And the same goes for your business. I know we're not going to be perfect all day long. I'm not saying that you, you, you can't enjoy a bit of Netflix at nighttime or you know have a bit of relaxed time. But you're doing a lot of dumb shit. You're spending too long in between deep work scrolling on Twitter or doing dumb shit in Discord or getting engaged with your with your staff in, 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 in drama or doing emails that you shouldn't be doing or taking too long to, to get between A and B in your day because you're, you're talking to people and getting distracted. We all do it. Everybody does it. So you just need to cut out the dumb shit, especially in your peak hours. Take a long, hard look at your daily task and ask yourself, what is essential? What can you eliminate? And be bloody ruthless. Because if you want to save time, you're going to have to murder some of that dumb shit. You're going to have to completely obliterate it if you want to save time. And that means being ruthless. And dumb shit could be the beer that you're having at night time. Dumb shit could be the, the fact that you're staying up late watching a TV show. The dumb shit could be the fact that you're getting sucked into sports during the afternoon. Your dumb shit could be these little small things that you don't actually feel are big things in your life because there might be big dumb shit in your life, but it's usually the small dumb shit added up that is actually causing you the most pain. It's the little small habits that you're doing. Taking your phone with you when you go to the toilet, listening to uh, shitty music or the news when you're driving driving somewhere where being in silence is probably going to be a million times better for you. Those little small things are actually the things that are causing you the most drag. So remove them. Be ruthless. Okay, so the second part is do drop delegate. This is continuing on from the dumb shit. You need to do drop delegate. Keep trimming the fat. If you're not doing it and it doesn't need to be done, drop it. Okay, if it still needs done, but you shouldn't be doing it, delegate it. And finally, if you have to do it and it's high value and high dollar, keep doing it. I'll quickly go back over the three of those buckets. If you're not doing it and it doesn't need done, drop it. If it still needs done, but you shouldn't be doing it, delegate it. If it's high value and high dollar to you, to you, do it. That's it. Simple. If lots of your day is falling into the first two, you need to get rid of them. You need to, you need to drop it or delegate it because you really should be 80, 90% of your time only doing high value or high dollar work as a business owner. 100%. If you're making enough money and you're doing low value work and you can hire a VA, that's when we hire a VA because we've called it out. We've gone through the foundational step and we've already gone through removing some of the dumb shit. Now we're looking at a VA. We're not starting with the VA. We're building our foundations first. We're looking at all our, our dumb shit. We're looking at all our uh, tasks. Then we're deciding to maybe bring in support. This is the point. Again, majority of productivity dope heads out there, dingleberries on, <laughs> on Twitter, don't even talk about that. They're like, hire a VA. For what? When you don't even know what your foundations are. You don't even know what your high value is. I'll get off my high horse. I'll get off my soapbox. I'm going to move on. But do drop delegate. Remember the three Ds. They're essential for success in business. Okay. Number three, the third area that I want you to look at is do what you're good at. I know this might sound revolutionary and, and, and crazy and, and different, <laughs> or it doesn't, but you should be doing what you're good at. As a solopreneur, as a business owner, you wear many hats. But because you can do everything, it doesn't mean you should. You should focus on your strengths, especially at the start of each day. 
you should start each day with what you're good at. The first three to maybe six hours of your day, you should only be doing stuff that you are elite at. The, the, the unique abilities that you have, doing deep work, whether that's writing content, whether that's uh, doing systems for your business, whether that's having engaging conversations with your sales team, with, with, with communicating with key members of, uh, of your organization. The first three to six hours of your day should be based on what you're good at. This frees up time because you hit your key pillars first and early each day. Because funny enough, what you're good at is probably what makes your business money. We go back to the key pillars of your business. Those three, killer, those three key pillars I ask you to pull out, I'm 99% sure what you're good at covers about 80% of those pillars. And I can probably tell you that you're not doing a lot of that work currently because you're getting sucked into low value bullshit, dumb shit work. So if you want to save up to 20 hours a week, you need to start each day of what you're good at. And you know what the bonus about this is? Is when you're doing things you're good at, it gives you an energy rush of dopamine. It gives you that sense of achievement because you're doing something that you enjoy doing. It's brilliant. It's a loop. You get more energy. You're able to work longer. You're able to get more shit done because you're constantly doing things that you're good at. You're constantly doing things that, that are within your unique ability. It's beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Okay. Let's move on to number four of the seven practical actions. This one's pretty quick. Won't spend too long on it because it's fucking common sense. Excuse the language again, but never multitask. Absolutely never do two things at once. Switching between tasks takes time and mental energy. Complete dumb shit. Instead of constantly shifting gears, batch your tasks, set aside specific times a day for certain activities. Multitasking is dumb shit and wastes hours of your week. If you just stop multitasking, if you stop doing 20 minutes of one thing and then half an hour of another thing and 25 minutes over here and then 45 minutes over here, oh my God, crazy, crazy the way we work like that. But if you stop working like that, you'd probably save yourself straight off the bat five to 10 hours a week. Without me having to do anything else, without you having to hire me and going through processes and going through the Pro Excel, which I highly recommend you do. <laughs> But without doing anything else, if you just stop multitasking and you actually create it hour to 90 minute areas or zones of work where you only do one thing or you do one type of work, you will save yourself a ton of time each week. So stop effing multitasking. It's killing your brain. It's killing your time. It's killing your energy. Number five, say no. But say no in a certain way. If it's not under your key pillars and it's not high value, and it's not high dollar, and it's not beneficial for your business, you say no to it. You start saying no to it. You might have to go back to drop or delegate, but you say no to it. When you say no to low priority tasks and distractions, you create space for the right things that truly matter. That might be time with your family. That might be adventure time. It might be relaxed time. It might be time doing high value work. It might be time having big sales conversations, but wherever that is, the, the more you remove the dumb stuff, the more you say no, and the more you use your pillars and your definition of success as a filter, the more time you will save. Don't be afraid to set boundaries and say no, especially around your key pillars. The sixth practical action is focus sprints, one of my favorites. You only have four to six hours of high cognitive energy each day. So you wanna make sure that the first six hours of your day is set up in a way that works well for you, that's beneficial for you. Set your day up around three big rocks each rock taking up to about 90 minutes to complete, and then sprint to finish all that work in your first six hours of your day. 
create an effective daily rhythm and get shit done in less time. Now, how do I do that in my life and how do I recommend my clients do that? Well, I ask them to set up two sprints, two 90 minute sprints, sort of before lunch and maybe one after lunch. The way that I do that is I get up in the morning, I do an, an hour to 90 minute sprint, I then do some shallow work for maybe 45 minutes to an hour, then I go back in and do another sprint. And then luckily, because I have my dog, I take my dog out for a walk, give myself a bit of a break, I come back in, have my first snack of the day, and then I go back in and do another 90 minute sprint. And usually that comes up to about, around about 12, one o'clock in the day, I've got a good four to five hours worth of work done. And later in the afternoon, I can get into doing the shallow work, I can get into doing the busy work, I can get into doing the low value work. But what I've done is by lunchtime practically or, 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 or in reality, I've done the big levers for the day. And that's how a lot of my clients also save up to 10 to 20 hours a week because they're getting their big shit done early. And they're doing it in a rhythm that works well for them. So, so follow along and do that rhythm and make sure that you're using that four to six hours of high cognitive energy each day to get your shit done. The seventh and final practical action is protect your energy. Energy management is always more important than time management. Energy management is way more important than time management. Time management is dumb shit. Time management has you clock watching. It has you building fancy calendars. It has you using dumb hacks. Time management is pointless because you don't manage time, but you can manage your energy. And you can manage your energy by getting good sleep, reducing alcohol, taking daily walks, eating healthy food, drinking lots of water, removing plain co removing coffee uh, completely or at least after lunch hour, meditating and journaling. And, and the list goes on and on and on. You know, working out, whatever that is for you, spending time with your family, having deep conversations. The right energy plus the right work equals deep flow. And if you're struggling with your energy and you're thinking that you need to use time management systems, that's backwards. 100% backwards. The first place you should always start with time management is with your energy. Always start with your energy because if you're not getting to your work, if you're not getting to your big tasks, if you're not getting to the big levers in your business, you have an energy management problem, not a time management problem. And all of that goes back to the foundations. I'm looping this round. I'm closing the loop on this. On the, on the 49th episode of the SPS podcast, I'm closing the loop here. The reason why you're low energy, the reason why you're stuck, the reason why you're plateauing is because you haven't built your foundations. You haven't gone through the first four steps that I mentioned in this podcast, building your foundations. And then you're not using these seven practical actions properly with the most important practical action being the seventh one, which is energy management. You are a million dollar racehorse. Because if your business is doing six figures, if your business is doing seven figures, if your business is doing eight figures, I hope it is. It's be amazing if you're listening to this podcast. You're a million dollar racehorse. You're the money maker. You're the one who needs to be in top physical condition. So if you were a million dollar racehorse, if you owned a million dollar racehorse, would you feed it alcohol? Would you feed it junk food? Will you, would you let it stay up late at night watching dumb, shitty TikToks? Would you let it get distracted with shitty 24-hour crisis news network fear all day long? No, you wouldn't. You'd keep it away from all that shit because you'd want it to be primed and ready for race day to make you money because it's a million dollar a year racehorse. And that's who you are. So treat yourself like that. Treat yourself like that million dollar a year racehorse. And if you follow those steps, I guarantee you 
you'll save at least 10 hours a week in your business and you could even save up to 20 hours a week. I have a client, Scott, who runs a very large podcast called Fasting for Life. He followed my uh, processes, went through these steps as part of my Pro Accelerator program and in a testimonial, he said, Stephen, you saved me up to 50% of my time. Give me anywhere between 15 to 20 hours back. And he was able to use that time with his family. He was able to use that time to scale his business. So these steps work. Now go out and save time in your business and start living the life that you want. Thanks very much for listening to this episode, the 49th episode of the SPS podcast. I deeply appreciate you listening all the way through to this part of the podcast. You can always hit me up on my socials on Twitter at Steve Timoney. It's at S-T-E-V-E-T-I-M-O-N-E-Y or slide on over to my website. That's at stephentimoney.com. That's S-T-E-P-H-E-N-T-I-M-O-N-E-Y.com. And you can check out all my other episodes on my podcast, my newsletters up there as well. And obviously my coaching offer, the Pro Accelerator Program. I will partner with you for 90 days and I will help you drop the dumb shit, save 10 hours a week and allowing you to make extra money or spend time with your family. Whatever that is to you, let's have a conversation. But if not, we'll talk in the next episode of the SPS Podcast. Make it a good one.